Welcome to the Hunters Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, also known as Dale, joined by my good friend Tucker slash Mork. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. I just got off from a party that I had with my brother today. We just had, well, he ordered pizza. I made some awesome, well, whatever's left of the nachos. Ooh, like a whole bunch of ground beef, oh, okay. fresh tomatoes and green onions and white onions and olives. And then I also bought like these neat little, I can't remember what they're called. They're like these little green peppers that you can get at like Mr. Sub, those pickled peppers. Yeah. Pepperoni. That's the ones. Yeah. Pepperoni mm. peppers. Yeah. Those things are really good. Hmm. Yep. Played a little bit of N64. Of so yeah, I got pretty far in Donkey Kong 64. I managed to get out of level one, working towards level two and angry Aztec. So, oh, it's getting good. Yeah. Okay, uh, and welcome, Sasha. Thanks. How you doing? Good, good. Working, busy, like always, but had time for chunker treating with my child this morning, and yeah, had a little bit of time to play okay. video games, too, this week, so. Nice. Yeah, excited to talk horror tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's a favorite topic for you, and uh, speaking of which, Ace, how you doing? Spooky, spooky doing pretty good mr uh mr baby daddy we got to <laughs> have fun announcing your uh announcing your and and pan's kids all mm-hmm. at the same time yeah i mean are, we... now are they the same day or were they just like barely apart i think they were the next day or one of the days after us okay okay i don't know all right. time is a blur sure. Oh, it will imagine. be for the for the good first month. I, I think uh, we're going to be like, hey, Ace, it's Saturday. And you're going to be like, oh, crap, it is. <laughs> I, I can manage the days, but like just like the pretty much like every three hours, like clockwork between night and day of just oh, like yeah. changing and feeding and mm-hmm. comforting until uh, Alexandra's back to sleep and stuff like that, and then tending to Andrea, making sure that she's got everything she needs. Getting, uh, getting, getting rid of the gack and black that comes out of those babies. The oh, that's already well past. Now we're on to stringy yeah. poops. It's like day one and two. Yeah. I think uh, I've been. Did yeah. I send you the the uh, picture that she had sent on Snapchat? The this is the face of. A baby who just shit up his back yes. and <laughs> and then uh, immediately pooped again on the towel and on my legs because that was fun. Yep. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yep. I'm back I, to work uh... too, so I'm in office oh. three out of the uh, oh, yeah. three yeah. out of the four four days that I work. So, and then I have three days off a week, so I technically have like three and a half four days of being at home so i at least i'm home the majority of the time to help her out and take care of him i i think i had two weeks unpaid time off i had one because we have what's called flex time so it's just like discretionary time off but not paid Mm -hmm. and then i do have pto that's left over but we're gonna save that in case I end up really Save needing it. it. 
Understood. Boy, my arms are <laughs> got really cold. It's getting cold in here. Um, so, uh, so for the audio, we also have uh, our other guest, Jangers, uh, who won't be talking tonight because he's just a picture of a dog. Um, but we can't have Tucker and Dale without Jangers. We need so, a poster boy. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, saying to you guys earlier, Ace, you didn't hear this, but uh, I can only find one picture of Jangers from the movie. And it's the one where they're pointing the gun at him, so I just cropped out the gun. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, here we are. Um, so, we're going to be talking about spooky stuff today. Uh, spooky recommendations, like games, movies, books, all sorts of stuff. Um, we'll get to it when we get to the books, but I had to rethink, because I don't do horror. So, I had to rethink, like how can I spin this to be a horror one, even though it's not really horror, but there are horrifying things. So you'll see if you guys agree when I talk about those books, <laughs> um, see if, uh, they would qualify. Cause th- I think under the general rule, they're just fantasy, but the situations in which the book is about, I think can be classified mm-hmm. as horror. Okay. So, so there we go. So um, I guess we'll start with games, considering, you know, we, we tend to be a video game podcast most of the time. So my first recommendation for a horror game, which is the game that has scared me the most in my life, um, but granted, most when I was a kid, and that's going to be Diablo 1. Oh. Uh, that game is fairly creepy, <laughs> fairly scary, and I, as an adult... Um, I, I, at times, do not like playing that for extended amount of times because I will jump scare myself because the way monsters just appear out of nowhere and suddenly you're going to die. Fair enough. <laughs> and that game is hard, difficult, and I think most people who have played Diablo 1 can agree that the oh, fresh meat made people have to change their underwear the first time. Oh yeah, the butcher. The but the the first encounter with the butcher is just absolutely scary. Dog? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dog just knocks stuff off of my bed. I have that puzzle sitting back there. I hope she doesn't destroy it. I did a lot of work to get that thing on on a, on a mm-hmm. cardboard and not break it. Anyways, um so yeah, so Diablo 1 uh Morg, I think you've played it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I have. Ace, yep. have you? I've only lightly touched Diablo. Okay. And Sasha, I don't think no. you... Okay. So, Diablo 1 uh, is available, I think, only on GOG now. I think GOG has the rights to sell it. Which is interesting, because before GOG got the rights to sell it, no one had it. It was not legally purchasable, even by Blizzard, for a long time. Hmm. So that's really weird that it, they wouldn't be able to like sell one of their like earliest games. It's really bizarre. I don't know. You can't get lost Vikings legitimate right now either. Wow. That's weird. It's another game of theirs before they were blizzard. So, uh, so that's my first one. Uh, what's some, I guess, Sasha, you talked about other game recommendations or... Um, well, I have one for more of like mm-hmm. the horror virgin type, sure. um, which is Layers of Fear. I 
I'm okay. not a person who likes to actually play and control horror games. I more like to watch my husband play them and solve the mm-hmm. puzzles for him. And then he's the muscle through the rest of the game. But yeah. Layers of Fear is kind of more of like spooky gone home, you know, like a walking mm. simulator. And there's really no consequence for dying. You just get to experience that. But what I liked about that game is different choices that you make, you're going to get a different ending. And the ending is depicted in a, like your, your artwork, your masterpiece. And if you get the right ending, then it's your magnum opus. Mm. But if you get the wrong ending, then it's something else. But each one of those pictures are pretty horrifying in the end. Hmm. Okay. Layer, I've heard of Layers of Fear before. Never seen There's it. There's more than one. I didn't really enjoy watching or playing the second one. Uh, but the first one, you're an artist. And you're there's like Lovecraftian themes in it. Rats in the walls. Um, and you're just exploring your mansion. And the mansion is changing mm. with your psyche. I think it's representative of your mind. And then in the second one, you're a filmmaker. Either you're an actor or you're a director. I can't remember. But you're on this cruise hmm. ship. And it also has some Lovecraftian themes. Um, like okay. Dagon. So if you're into that kind of stuff. And like I said, it's the tension is cut very much by there's no real consequence for dying. Other than you might reload a little bit back. So, okay. All right. Um, so Morg, Morg, what do you have for uh, spooky games? Ooh, okay. So I have two recommendations, and one of them um, is pretty modern. It is Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, what is it called? Here, wait. Uh, I believe it is Security Breach. That game is really really fun and like it it keeps a lot of like the horror themes of like the original five nights at freddy's but at least it gives you Mm -hmm. the ability to free roam the mall that you're in and um try and like instead of just playing with cameras exactly yeah like it's an actual game um Outside of that one, I think another one that really caught my eye, and I re- like I remember vaguely playing this, but I was like really, really young, and it was back in the GameCube era. Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem. Oh, oh yeah. my god, that game is so scary. Oh, yeah, because it, it... I've been told a lot about this game from my friend Brian, who is a horror buff, mm-hmm. and he's like, you gotta play it. Yeah, and it's really like, good. <laughs> the more insane you get, like, there, there's a one screen where it's like, it has like a cockroach crawling across the TV <clears throat> yeah. and stuff that's just like, has nothing to do with the game, but it just it freaks you out. Um, and then he said the scariest one is where it goes to like a blue screen. Your GameCube says it's like GameCube system failure uh erasing all data da, 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 like like it's just like it's like a weird yeah. hacking thing and then once it's done pops back to the normal game like nothing happened and you're like what <laughs> yeah like the game is so a horror it's it's so meta with how scary it is like it'll actually go out of its way to try and scare you as like the actual player more so than like you like playing as like a character in the game like it's super meta 
So yeah, it'll it'll go out of its way to freak you out however way it can. Including giving you the blue screen and saying, oh yeah, we're going to delete all your data. And you're like, what? No! And then it's like, yeah. gotcha. But no. Yeah, that's... I've heard about that one. That's... I never played it myself, but, I, but I've been told to. It's really good, yeah. I couldn't recommend a better one. So, uh, so Ace, what about you for games? Um, I've got one main recommendation, and then what I would say are two honorable mentions. So, obviously okay. the first I would recommend is going to be the Dead Space game. Uh, sure, yeah, definitely I've played a, it. Definitely changed the uh, horror genre of video games, and it's it definitely is an interesting game to behold, to say the least. And they're working on mm-hmm. the remake right now, and I've got that pre-ordered, so I'll be getting that eventually once that comes out next year. Um, and then as far as my honorable mentions, uh, I would recommend Subnautica. <laughs> Because although it's survival mainly, it does have a lot of horror elements, especially if you have uh, thalassophobia like when you get a reaper and things like that. Oh god! As well as like the giant mm-hmm. leviathans, such as like the reaper and ghost leviathans, the crab squids, um, mm-hmm. and generally just like the fear of the unknown, especially as you go deeper and deeper underwater and things like that. Uh, and then the second honorable mention I have is for Alien Isolation. Yes. That one is also a really good one. Uh, yeah, I don't think I will ever be playing a game like that. <laughs> that is not a kind of game that I, I still have not gone back enjoy to it doing. since I I had that brief hour that I I played it and then went and had like a mental panic attack. And I've Mm -hmm. seen clips pop Mm -hmm. up on my social feeds here and there of people playing and getting caught unexpectedly by the xenomorph and does not make me eager to play, but eventually I will, maybe, probably, hopefully. It really is an excellent game. Mm -hmm. I watched my husband play it and I... I feel like it's good enough that they could make a movie with that same storyline. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some clips of of people being like, oh, I totally faked it out, and then it just, like, stabs you through the locker or something, <laughs> and you're like, holy crap! Like, I've seen I some... I forgot. I actually have a third honorable mention. It is a game that okay. I've not yet played, but I really, 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 really want to... And I'm sure you may have seen it going around. It's Mortuary Assistant. Ooh. Mortuary Assistant. It's a game where essentially you get essentially like recruited recruited slash hired to work in a mortuary. Um, And as Mm -hmm. you're uh, embalming and preparing bodies for funerals and stuff like that, paranormal stuff goes down because essentially... Your job, besides embalming them, is to figure out which of the three bodies is possessed by a demon. Uh, But you have to, as you go along, identify markings to be able to properly identify uh, which house of hell 
it belongs to and which demon exactly it is. And depending on how much you pay attention and whether or not you get it right, there are five total endings. Uh, Obviously, one of which is where you get possessed. So it is a very interesting game. I've watched a variety of my favorite streamers playing it and just the different different levels of creepiness that they achieve throughout like the playthroughs because it varies so much is insane like there will be times where you'll just like come out from one area and it'll be just there'll be a demon or a body standing like in the hallway there'll be times where you'll be passing by a window and there'll be like a shape or a face of someone outside the window uh above like the actual like table where you work on the bodies there's like a lamp that casts light down uh in one of them the demon yeah. was like hanging above clutching onto the light looking down at you so oh, there's wow. a lot of Ooh. just general spookiness that goes on uh, okay and sometimes there's like very subtle clues as to like which body is uh, possessed. One of which is like the body will actually be essentially like smiling. And then other times there will be like Mm -hmm. various scratches and or like symbols marked on the body. So you really have to like pay attention and do your homework. Okay. All right. I haven't even played it and it's already like a, nine or a ten for me holy crap okay mm-hmm. well uh i have two more games to talk about uh so the other one i played for the first time i think it was yesterday or the mm-hmm. day before um and it's a it, it i saw it on sale it was like brand new game it's called sucker for love okay and what it is is you are it's a dating sim, but your target date, at least the main one in this game, is the Cthulhu. Uh, oh, yeah. So, I've heard about this one. This one's a fun one. So, this game is scarier than I thought it was going to be. Because it looked like, oh, it's supposed to be funny. And I was like, okay, I, I need I need more comedic games in my life, right? So, uh, it, and I will say, it is funny. Because it starts off... And the game is pretty simple as far as gameplay. You have a room and you click to sort of like pan around the room or go to different areas of the house. Like you can go to the bathroom or you can go outside on the mm-hmm. balcony and you click various things. And the the be- beginning of the game, you perform a ritual to summon Cthulhu, who is a girl. Uh, and by summoning her... You have uh, awoken her from her slumber as one of the elder gods, and she is going to destroy the world. Um, and it, it is you doing various rituals to date her before the world ends. Uh, and there are various endings. Uh, one of which is, oh, and it's funny thing. The funny part is like when you summon her, she's like, "Why have you summoned me, mortal?" And she's got this like ominous, like creepy looking like silhouette with red eyes 
And then your, your character says, I, because I want to smooch you. <laughs> and then she gets all embarrassed and she's like, she looks super cute or something like that. And she's like, no, what would you say that? Like, I'm supposed to be this elder God. This is the story of the world. Why would you want to smooch me? So like your whole goal is to smooch her and you have to do various rituals <laughs> Uh, by doing like you have to follow she gives you this you get this ritual guide not only just to summon her but do the various rituals to woo yeah, her you have to earn her favor but as <laughs> right but as you are doing these rituals you like all sorts of things happen like uh you have a ritual that you have this like mask so that you can't get found by the creatures that are taking over the world who are still, everything is still happening. You do various, like one of the rituals, like bond makes you into a Cthulhu with the tentacles on your face and stuff. And she's like, you were cute before, but now you're my type. So she gains a heart. <laughs> and once you get three hearts, uh, you can smooch her, but there's unexpected times where it just is creepy. Like there's this really tense part where, uh, there's a bunch of tentacles that keep coming in. Or there's this ominous music and you have to perform this ritual like three times before, uh, before it gets you. And if you don't, you lose. Um, but it has, it has pretty, uh, what do I, how do I say this fair checkpointing? So like, you don't have to replay it so much. You only have to replay like, like one or two pieces. Um, but you you can also there's a breakup ritual and there's a really funny part where uh, you can look and you're looking at the pages and you think okay the game's just not being interactive and then you see you, the the book gets forcibly pulled down if you stare at the breakup ritual too long and she's like you're not breaking up with me are you and then she gets all creepy and, and like it's a jump scare because she pulls down the book and she's like suddenly in your face with like this evil looking <laughs> face and you're like oh okay. No, I'm not doing the breakup ritual. Totally not. Which, by the way, one of the secret endings is doing the breakup ritual. Um, and um, you do this to get the various endings. Of course, the the good good ending is the world ending with you kissing her uh, or smooching her. Uh, it's really funny, but it's also super creepy at times. Um, I did all of this and it took me 45 minutes to play through every scenario hmm. with her. Um, there are two other girls to date that you unlock by doing this. I haven't done the other two because uh, I've been playing other things, but I don't know. It was, it was like five bucks and I was like, sure, why not? I'll just, I'll try it out. Um, so there's that one. And then I'll have to look. What did I say? My other one was, I forget. Oh yeah. The actual creepy game that still creeps me out to this day. Uh, you guys know me. I'm a big Doom fan, uh, but Doom 64 is a creepy game. If you guys have ever seen that. I got to get my hands on it. So uh, Doom is known for being this like high adrenaline action series. Doom 64 turns that on its head and makes it outright horror. Um, the, the monsters have all sorts of echoey growling and screeching noises instead of you'll hear ambient music instead of like, you know, the rock music that's typical and like the, the metal slash rock you'll hear in typical doom. Uh, it's just ambient, creepy, scary music. A couple of the soundtracks, um, 
have a baby crying as one of the things. Well, that's freaky. So this like distorted, awful baby crying. I was gonna uh, say PT. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's worse than that. It's worse than the PT. Worse than the uh, jelly bean as fetus. As far as baby crying. Uh, jelly bean fetus was just more or less funny uh. to me in that in that game, but. The baby crying, like the I would say, what really carries this is the soundtrack. Mm. And classic Doom is a little more scary than than old than modern Doom because of the the monster closets, the jump scares that just happen, um, stuff like that, where you're just like, oh, I found the red key. Okay, now here's seventeen Hell Knights, and they're all gonna scream at you in your face at once, and then survive that. Um, it's just a creepy game. Like, uh, I didn't like playing it as much as a kid. Even as an adult, I haven't finished it yet. Um, the soundtrack of it is just just out there. So, if you're looking for a more action-based sort of horror game, Doom 64 has been re-released since. Um, it is now available on, I think, everything right now. I think even on Switch. So, if you kind of like that stuff. So, um, did you guys do any TV shows for your lists? Because I, I, I didn't. I have, I have one. Oh, I have one too. Okay. I'll go first, so, I guess. So hit, so hit me. Yeah. So um, one of mine is a combination of comics and Netflix series, which is Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Mm. It is. Okay. It is technically teen. TV along the lines of like Riverdale, but it's kind of one of my mm. guilty pleasures. However, what I really like about Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is comic series and the like at least season one, two of the Netflix series are pretty close together. There's like little um, Easter eggs of the Archie universe, and I grew up like. I always read Betty and Veronica and Archie and Jughead. And I just, I love all of those Mm -hmm. comics. Um, So it felt very much like a, a bit of an upgrade adult upgrade with chilling adventures of Sabrina going from the like bubblegum poppy campy Sabrina, the teenage witch to um, actual part of a coven dark arts, crystals spells like really cool atmosphere of chilling adventures of sabrina so okay it comes out it felt like i feel like every halloween was a new season release so that was something i looked forward to for the last couple of years and i don't know i just really like it i enjoy it i think people who like witchcraft and witch which stuff in their horror might enjoy it. Fair enough. Okay. I think my parents have watched this. I think I've seen it in passing. So she have like a short blonde hair. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I've seen it. Uh, a couple episodes of it. Not all the way, but pieces of a couple episodes. Okay. All right. Um, I didn't have any TV shows because I did. I haven't watched any that are supposed to be spooky. 
I mean, unless you want to talk about the real life horror of Blue Bloods, that's about it. Hmm. Murders and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so, Morg, did you have one? Yes, I do, actually. Um, if anybody is familiar with, like, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi's early works of, like, Evil Dead, n- there's a TV show that um, came out, I think, a few years ago called uh, Ash vs. Ash versus Evil Dead. Dead. Yes. It's on my list. I haven't watched it yet, but I have. But it is on my list. You need to see it. It's really, really good. I, I couldn't recommend anything better. It's re- it's funny, but it's also pretty scary, too. Um, yeah, uh, the fact that they okay. that uh, Bruce Campbell has to go back as Ash and he has to fight all the evil dead. And uh, you know, they have to try and uh, somehow... Um, uh, use the Necronomicon to try and put all the, uh, all the deadites back into hell and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's really, it's a really good series. I enjoy it. It's, it, it's pretty, there's some pretty disturbing parts, like the part where poor Pablo gets, uh, taken by a demon or whatever. And then the demon like uses the Necronomicon to, uh, perform these rituals where rituals where he's literally vomiting out demons, like just endlessly just giving birth to them through his mouth. Just bleh. It's the worst scene I've ever seen ever. Ugh. Makes me feel so bad for him. I'm like, oh, poor Pablo. He does, deserves so much better than this. Yikes. Uh, okay. It's brutal. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it yet because I've never seen any of the uh, Evil Deads, aside from the very first one. Yeah, yeah, they're all really uh, good. Even Army of Darkness, which is like... I don't really know if it really counts as horror, but I mean, like... Uh, it's, it's under good. The umbrella. It's fun. It's fun. It's under the umbrella, so yeah. I mean, like technically, it kind of is. It's more like horror action comedy. Yeah, but it's still one of my favorite movies of all time. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, Ace, did you have a TV show? Uh, I've technically got four. Um, okay. I would recommend the four Mike Flanagan TV shows on Netflix. So that's going to be Haunting of Hill House, Haunting Haunting of Bly Manor, uh, Midnight Mass, and uh, The Midnight Club. Which Midnight Club is actually apparently going to be at least two seasons, if not more. Um, But all of those are very good. Um, The first two definitely deal okay. with a lot of uh, supernatural type stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Midnight Mass. I'd yeah. say Midnight Mass does too. <laughs> well, I was going to go into that more because I would say by the by the name alone, it deals with a lot of uh, religious aspects and supernatural aspects. Uh, and it's sure. a non- what I would say is almost like a non-traditional vampire story. Sort of spoilers. Okay. Um, and then the Midnight Club is a uh, <laughs> a horrifying gut punch of a series. Uh, because it's essentially all teenagers, like high school age, who are terminal mm-hmm. and living in a hospice facility and i read midnight club mm. growing up so i'm really excited about this series Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and there are definitely some some supernatural aspects to it uh, that sort of are teased to be like possible hallucinations, but possibly also actual supernatural stuff. So it's a very interesting thing, and it definitely uh, doesn't pull any punches on the horror of being terminally ill and being essentially already dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of reminded me of a movie. Now, this isn't horror, but uh, it's a romantic movie about two teenagers who are terminally ill if they can't get a transplant. Mm. So they're like sort of like in the hospital kind of for life. Yeah. Uh, and the both of them sort of like fall in love and they have like all sorts of immunity issues and stuff like that. Um, but that kind of reminded me cause that hospital has like a group of teenagers that are like a lot of them that are going to die if they don't have a donor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a more like emotional slash romantic one, but, it was a good movie. I don't remember the name of it at all, but I watched it during COVID because what else are you going to do? Like, just watch movies and play Fair games. Or, you know, when we, were, when we were in full lockdown. So I wish I remember the name of it, but it kind of reminded me of that. So, okay, so that was Midnight Club. Mm-hmm. Well, four things, okay. but yeah. Oh. oh. Well, Midnight Club being the terminally ill yeah. people. I forgot to mention that there was a there was um, a series that um, I vaguely remember from the '90s, and it's very, very disturbing, very dark, but it's also oddly enough very engrossing. If anybody's ever heard of The Max with like two X's, it was a comic book series, and then mm-hmm. they turned it into an animated series in the '90s, and it's it's really, really freaky. Like it, it, it takes on some like psychological trips, like with the way that, uh, like how these uh, disturbed people, um, uh, kind of like I don't know if like they are even like like if they're transported into actually like another dimension, like uh, in the outer world or whatever it is. Um, but like, yeah, like the the fact that they uh, that um, the world is like being inhabited also by like these weird freaky little things called isits or whatever that are being manipulated by a uh, magician or whatever it is. And they're able to um, kill and then take over the identities of these people and disguise themselves as normal people. Um, it's a, it's a really freaky series. Um, I, oh yeah, <laughs> it, it barely makes any sense if, if you're like into more like, normal shows but i mean like if you're if you're the kind of person who likes to explore like um psychological horrors and stuff like that like psychological thrillers and whatnot it's it's really good like because yeah it explores a lot of like the deeper darker parts of the mind Mm -hmm. it's Hmm. yeah it's a fun one okay yeah okay yeah i don't i don't i i've watched a few more horror things lately because of you know the the mutual podcast that we guys like the the horror version and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and i was legitimately interested in watching stuff like antlers because i wanted to see how they handled the wendigo um that kind of thing 
Because I like monsters. And horror has monsters sometimes. So I will watch that. So uh, transitioning from shows... I'm surprised no one said Supernatural. You guys have suggested that to me so many times. Well, Is that not I'd horror? I'd say it starts out as horror. But then I would say it then goes more into action thriller territory. Sure. Okay. It kind of feels like the CSI Miami of like horror and handling a lot of that sure. stuff. Like, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I get what yeah, you're saying. But with yeah. Them good old boys. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, what, wait, wasn't it? Wait, Supernatural. Yeah, I think there was like, there was a meme of like the two brothers from Supernatural where they've got like the Grinch tied up to a chair or whatever. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we before we do anything about this guy, we have to check his lore to make sure that we know the full scope of what he's capable of. And then there's one of them with the book of how the Grinch stole Christmas by Doctor Seuss or whatever. Oh man, that, 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 that's kind of funny. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. So so transitioning off of that, movies. I have three movies that I picked. Um. Now, I will say this. Here's a freebie, and I'm sure we can all recommend it because, hello, we're dressed up as it. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yep. Technically, it is horror, but it's comedy horror. It's my favorite kind of horror, um, which is comedic horror. But I have re- I have recommended things that actually made me tense or scared or I was actually enjoying that are more traditional mm-hmm. horror. So, yeah, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's amazing. Came out in 2010. It's 12 years old. Well, now. gee, officer, we were just minding our own business on our property, and all these teenagers just came up and started killing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I love that movie so much. Um, so, my first uh, movie recommendation is going to be one that I watched because of The Horror Virgin. Which is Hush. Yes. Um, that I, which is also my yes, plan again. Just say. Uh, that is such a cool movie about uh, a woman who is uh, hearing impaired. I think she's yep. fully deaf, isn't yeah. she? Yep. And there's a home invader that sort of kills. I he, he's he killed other people. I think her neighbors. And, uh, I don't know if I he's think. her neighbors yeah. and. I believe and, her friend too. Um, well, it, he's yes. got a he's got a tally count on his crossbow or fire whatever he has, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's got a crossbow, and basically, it starts off with this very tense horror movie. She doesn't recognize like what's going on to begin with because she can't hear. Where and then, um, you know, she ends up like actually kind of fighting back against this guy eventually and that's where the, the movie really picked up for me is where she started fighting back because that's what i don't like about you know these human horror movies a lot of times people don't fight back sometimes and i'm just like okay but you know i'm not saying that i would react in that way because i've never been in that situation but i feel like the person is defeatable they are not a supernatural mm-hmm. being like you can you can do this. And I actually like how this movie is handled very well. It is very 
very tense and very scary to begin with, but it it, it picks well, up into more more of a thriller. I think a part of eventually. why it's so effective is that he just freaking toys with her for the first part of it because yes. she recognizes the danger and then is like rushing to close the doors as he's there and one of the doors that she manages to close is fully a glass door like that yeah. wouldn't stop him so he's just completely toying with her and the fact the fact that she's yeah even more vulnerable than just an average person because she's deaf and can't hear, I would say ramps up the tension and the fear because, you know, we rely, whether or not we, you know, recognize it, we rely a lot on our hearing. And once you take that away... I mean, point... You know... Point taken, this is a podcast. Like, without hearing, this doesn't... No one... No one... Yeah, I mean... (laughs) They, so I don't like, think they've developed a automated braille machine to uh, help with audio. No. no so then no, I yeah. would bridge off um, of that as well, and then also suggest another Mike Flanagan, which is Gerald's game, and that one. Okay, I haven't so heard this one. This one, uh, just like Hush, features another. Uh, actress who is featured in the TV shows that he does. Uh, this one is a couple goes to like a their private home in the woods for like a weekend, and mm-hmm. uh, the the boyfriend husband I think husband he husband ends up having a heart attack and dies. And she is left handcuffed to the bed. And so it's Mm. a lot of psychological and survival horror. Okay. It's a Stephen King novel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and then I think... uh, I forget which one, but one of the... TV shows is a book on the mantelpiece above the bed, too. So it's oh, okay. Midnight Mass, I think. Okay, yeah. I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. But yeah, so they're sort of all like interconnected in some way, even loosely. Inter- okay, okay. Um, did anyone want to toss another movie in before I talk about another one? Oh, I got one? tons. Oh, yeah, I mean, mm. maybe we could talk movies. Well, I know Trick or Treat. <laughs> yeah, I think Trick or Treat oh, yeah, was yeah, one yeah. that Trick. I recommended uh, a little while ago, where it's like a collection of like little mini horror stories, mm-hmm. and they're pretty fun. Yeah. it's a really it's a fun movie yeah. more than anything else. Like it's not super duper scary, but it fits the Halloween theme. Yeah, especially when like the that first story scary. is literally about like a serial killer. And like you know, like you think that he's gonna like kill his son in the basement, or whatever. Nah, now nah, he's teaching him how to how to you know do the family business, and it, it's pretty creepy. Just you know, seeing that you know, there's something, there's always something worse than you know having a serial killer kill a kid. Nah, no, nah, having a serial killer raise a kid to be the next generation of serial killers. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Yeah, those okay. those anthology horror movies yeah. like Trick or Treat and VHS are pretty interesting at times. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, have you seen Trilogy of yeah, Terror? I have not. It's a classic. <laughs> My ear They're broke. all. I think there's. So there's there we go. three stories, obviously, because it's a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're mm-hmm. all starring Karen Black. And there is one in particular that has some very funny memes. But it's. I do recommend it if you like campy horror and if you like, you know, low budget B horror from like the 80s. It's three completely unrelated stories but the third story is about this woman who she has this warrior doll from like some kind of a tribe i'm not really sure what kind of tribe it's supposed to be and it's got this necklace on it and it comes with a note and the note says do not allow the necklace to be separated from the doll and obviously the necklace gets separated from the doll and he comes to life. And so it's like, mm-hmm. it's like origins of Chucky almost. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah I yeah. do recommend it um, if, as, as a Halloween classic. So, so sort of Chucky mixed with uh, gremlins. And more like Chucky mixed with small soldiers. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds <laughs> awful. Well, I was, I was saying gremlins just because of like the small soldiers the, uh, is a good don't movie. Do the thing aspect. The rule, the rule. Well, she's like careless with it. And it, yeah, you know, oh she just God. like whatever. Oh, so. I'm such a dork. Gotcha. I can't believe it. I come, I can't believe that I completely left out four TV series. Goosebumps. Literally, it was a television series where wow. it was R.L. Stein's books. As a Canadian, where each how book can you was like. <laughs> you have failed as a Canadian. Oh, what's, what's the other one? Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> that one is oh, yes. often revered. Oh my god! Yep. Yes. I never watched any of these as a kid. So, I saw a couple episodes of the Goosebumps. I used to read some of the Goosebumps books back in the day, but like. I I never really found them that scary or interesting, but like the Goosebumps, what I remember the the show, the one episode I really remember is the kid who could run really fast, and then he runs into a tree and breaks his nose. That's all I remember. Is that the How I Learned to Fly? I feel like that's maybe that's which one maybe. it was. I, I see, that's why Night I... of the Living Dummies and uh, yeah. How to Kill a Monster. Ooh. Those are going say cheese and die. Now, the girls really like the Goosebumps movie with Jack Black. Mm-hmm. The point and click game uh, Goosebumps is actually pretty cute, and it's a great nod if you read the original series. Like mm-hmm. it felt like there were little Easter eggs from all of the original books, and then there's you have to defeat a ton of the monsters from the original books. It. It was nostalgia overload for me. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, so the second movie I'm going to recommend, and now from what I've heard from people, that it's a terrible movie and no one likes it. However, I like it because it has Matthew Lillard. It has... 13 Ghosts. Yes. 13 Ghosts. Yes. Um. I like 13 Ghosts. I liked 13 Ghosts since I was a kid and saw it. Mm -hmm. Because it's got that thing that I love, which is A, monsters, and B, 
backstory to monsters. <laughs> so, like, all these ghosts, the 13 ghosts, have this giant backstory on how they become the mother and the giant baby or the juggernaut or like they there's these like they found these people's who died ghosts that fits like a specific scenario and sort of bring them all together in this giant death machine that's a house Mm -hmm. and yeah and they just try to like create this ritual and they were trying to trick um the main character into performing the ritual essentially mm-hmm. and just learning about the ghost and stuff for me was really interesting and learning about like uh the fallen prince you know because he was like the high school all-star and that kind of stuff the would like the way they fit these sort of like templates in different ways was interesting to me it's like the fallen prince you're like oh you think like a prince like from like medieval times it's like no he's like the prince of the high school kind of kind of deal the prince of the prom yeah like like that kind of like warping of the definition and how people fit it and the the grieving widow the grieving mother was like the main character's wife that gets roped in and something like that like it was it was a very interesting movie i've recently rewatched it um like within the past year and I still enjoyed it, but I, all I've heard from other people is that it's terrible and I just don't understand why. (laughs) So I don't know. So also, do you like 13 ghosts? I like 13 ghosts. I can appreciate it for what it is. Nineties horror or early two thousands, you know, but I, I like it for the same reasons. I do love, you know, a nice, sidestep of the main story with some good juicy details yeah yeah i like i like when we have reasons for what things are doing and that kind of thing you know like i i like lore and backstory which you know again i i know supernatural i'll get into it eventually i'll get there let me finish let me finish blue bloods (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah um so uh, what? Where can you guys like jump off of that one? I guess what's what's your guys' next movie? I know we can do movies all night, but we'll we'll start with like three each for the movies. Then we'll go to the books, and we'll probably go back to the movies well, because the books I don't think are going. to I was going to say I'm just going to roll two books and two movies into one entry. That's going to be yeah, do it. That's going to be the Shining, and then uh, bu- 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 the Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep, yes. I think. Oh, Doctor Sleep! Is I do so like Doctor Sleep. I don't like The Shining. I like. I think Dr. those Sleep. are both Here's mandatory Johnny. reading and mandatory uh, watching because I think there are yes, The Shining. There are definitely good yes. things and bad things about both. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. just namely the, Jack Nicholson's creepy grin. Yeah, and I mean. I mean, he does a good job in the movie. There's nothing wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with The Shining as a movie for me. It's just I watched it as a kid in high school, and it was already super old by then, and it wasn't fun. It was just mm-hmm. funny. 
to me at that point. Like, it wasn't scary. Because it's like, you get this tension building. It's like, da-da-da. And then nothing. No music, nothing. Black screen, white letters, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I laughed about that for months. It was a shame. We just go up to each other. The book. And just go, Tuesday. The book is the scariest book I think I've ever read. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, like, okay. the, the book is drastically different from the movie. Because, uh, I, have you listened oh, to I've heard. the... The Horror Virgin podcast about it? Yes, I have. Like, they, yep. they discuss it. I've heard every Horror Virgin They episode. discuss it in that, but, like, Kubrick sort of, like, sensationalizes and idolizes Jack's descent into madness. But then he also doesn't get redeemed, wherein, whereas in the, the movie, or in the book, sorry, uh, he, like, actually breaks away and has a moment of lucidity and like active actually acts to do what he can to save his family sacrifice yeah uh, yeah and then there's with dr sleep there's a lot of different aspects of horror in it because um, there's mm-hmm. like the whole uh aspect of the horrors of like drug use and drug addiction because uh danny torrance like his father is an alcoholic and uh spoilers he ends up leaving a drug addled mother and her infant child mm-hmm. and they pretty much are confirmed to have died and then they haunt him and then also like the actual uh ghosts and spirits from the overlook haunt him and he has to create mm-hmm. uh, mental boxes to keep them away. Uh, and then with the sort of evil evil super squad, they are essentially like eating children because uh, the shine essentially mm-hmm. can be used as like a tool to prolong your life. And... It's very unsettling yeah. in the beginning of the movie how they all sort of descend on a little girl like rats and just essentially feast on yes. her. Yes. And then uh, later in the movie, the uh, baseball boy, when they yes. kill him, that is a very unsettling scene. And uh, if I remember correctly, the note the uh, trivia from the movie, uh, the whole cast was, like, stunned when he just, like, popped up after that performance and was like, all right, that was great, guys. That was so much fun and blah, blah, blah. And they were just like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So, The Shining and Mm -hmm. Dr. Sleep. I did see Dr. Sleep. It was yeah, really good. Ewan McGregor is definitely um, one of my favorite actors. Agreed. He is really good. Um, so, Morg, do you have uh, another movie to recommend? Well, I mean, um, oh, what is it? Um, I would say, well, if we wanted to combine uh, books with movies, I would say uh, The Dunwich Horror. It's a movie. I've never seen Lovecraft. Or read the book. 
Yes, it, yeah, I've oh, I've okay. read uh, the complete. Yeah, I have the complete fictions of H.P. Lovecraft, and yeah, um, the Dunwich Horror. It's it's about um, it's about a uh, a descendant who um, uh, carries the uh, the blood of Yogg-Sothoth, and um, he's essentially a mutant. And what he tries to do is uh, he tries to uh, perform a ritual in sacrificing a maiden in order to be able to bring his uh, what is essentially his uh, his dad um, over into the real world, and then um, yeah, these people uh, end up trying uh, trying to stop him uh, completing this ritual. So yeah, it's it's mm. a crazy crazy movie, and like the story is a lot better because. The movie wasn't able to translate like um, uh, how the guy was actually supposed to look. Like he was supposed to have like these weird like tentacles mm-hmm. and stuff like that coming off of his body. He was supposed to have like the lower half of almost like a goat, almost like reptile features and stuff like that, and like skin and like you know scales and stuff like that, peeling and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's really really freaky, and it's a it's a pretty good story actually. I would almost be willing to say that the complete fictions of H.P. Lovecraft are really, really good, um, including the story okay. where, yeah. But anyways, yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. Can't recommend anything better than that. Really, it's it's good for late night reading. Very, very creepy stuff. And yes, there are movies. Okay. okay. All right, uh, Sasha. Do you have another movie before I do my last one? Sure, I got one, one more, um, which is my favorite slasher. And that is okay. Urban Legend. I've not have heard you that guys one. seen that one? Nope. Oh my. No, I have not seen okay, that one. Okay, so. I'm going to Google it. Now, this is a treat. Urban Legend is one that is, you know, it's like not a great movie, but like it also is a really great movie. It wasn't one of those knockoffs after Scream came out. And yeah. um, it's very meta horror in the sense of. It, it knows exactly what it's doing. It pulls a lot of Easter eggs in based on the actors that are playing some of the parts. Hmm. But the killer is killing people based on urban legends. So, like, oh, you know, um, have you heard the urban legend of the Lover's Lane where they go to kiss outside? They go make out at Lover's Lane and the guy's like, hey, I got to go to the, the bathroom. Guy has a hook hand. And he steps outside yeah. and then she keeps hearing scratching on the roof of the car. Um, yeah. And then it's her boyfriend. So, like, there's a murder in the woods at Lover's Lane. There's a thing, a nod to a person in the back seat while you're driving. There's um, one about mm-hmm. the killer calling from upstairs in the house. Um, I mean, but. Yeah. I used to live on a road <laughs> named Lover's Lane. And then down the road, there was uh, the Mary Booth house. Which yep. apparently was a haunted house in Germantown. So feel free to look that up. I feel like I've heard of that on a podcast. It's all, it's ringing some bells for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's there's horror royalty in the cast. Robert England is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which you know, if you listen to the Horror Virgin episode, uh, Todd always calls it says it's. Uh, calls him the um the professor from urban legend instead of addressing him as freddy krueger your mother says talks to girl yes yeah <laughs> um, 
you've got the little girl from Halloween 5 is in the movie. You've got, um, oh, goodness, I can't think of what his name is, but he's in, he plays Chucky. He does the voice of Chucky. Oh, okay. Uh, He's in the movie. So, yeah, there's, it's a nice 90s visit into 90s horror, a nice time capsule to see all the, like, frosted tips and blue eyeshadow and, like, flared jeans, and it's great. I, you know... I just thought of there is another Matthew Lillard uh, horror movie, and it's the original Scream. Yes, which is yeah. a classic. I, <laughs> Love that one, too. Yeah. So. I always remember him as Shaggy, though. That's 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 where yeah. it's where my, <laughs> my my brain goes for for him. Shaggy. Um, OK, so urban legend. All right. So my final one Um crap i got oh yeah uh so i don't know uh i consider it horror it is somewhat scary however the larger series is nowhere near horror but the first one very scary pitch black with vin diesel oh yeah i remember that that's actually a really good choice of horror um definitely uh, very much I like creature horror stuff like Cloverfield stuff like that where you have these interesting monsters and you're trying to figure out how to survive them or or, or uh, A Quiet Place is another movie like this where you're, you've got these creatures that you're trying to figure out what to do with them and what uh, whatnot. and Pitch Black is a sci-fi horror where this prisoner ship crashes on a, on a moon and they're like okay so we just got to get out of here and it's fine. There's nothing wrong. And they keep hearing these noises. There's like this underground network of tunnels that have these like very scary, like super predators down there. And they're like, it's fine. They don't like the light. Cool. And then comes a, I don't know what they, what they say? Like a seven year eclipse or something like that. The like whatever, situation this moon has it goes dark for like an extreme amount of time and they're like oh no and then the things start coming out and there's all these like there's smaller ones that fly that cut people up and there's these the bigger ones that are like on the ground that like really mess things up but they just can't uh, have light uh they just can't be near light so they have to do they in order to escape the planet. They try to get to this downed ship uh, elsewhere and try to take off, but they have to go as a group. And you know they're like, okay, so why are they? There's a little bunch of stuff like it. So why can they track us? Why are they get near us? Because they're also trying to you know not stir attention. And it turns out they can smell blood. And then it turns out that this little kid that is with them is is a little girl who's having a menstrual problem and then they can smell that. And it gets like really like it's a really tense movie about just trying to survive this alien planet and get off. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Riddick as a character in, in that movie. But then like you get into the Chronicles of Riddick series and it's just, just fantasy mm-hmm. action stuff where Riddick is this bad a now I do give it props for Riddick just being Vin Diesel's favorite D and D character he ever played, and then he <laughs> made that into a series of movies. Mm-hmm. Like I give him mad props for that. 
Um, but Pitch Black is the first Riddick movie, and yeah, I I really like Pitch Black, and I would consider it horror myself. It's not too scary, but I don't think all horror is really that scary. I mean, again, Tucker and Dale, that's horror. Just, you, you, know, you mentioning the uh, subster- subterranean creatures reminds me of a two movies that i recently watched that i will give honorable mentions to the descent and the descent Two. Mm-hmm. okay yes. i was thought you were gonna say the cave i don't think but, i've seen that okay. one i was almost thinking of the descent is scary yeah is that the one where the people like de-evolve in these bat things or is that the cave that uh probably they the cave sort of look like goblinish creatures they're essentially blind humanoid yeah. creatures with pointy ears and stuff. Um, Falmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They fight the Falmer. Yeah. I would say the first yeah. one is definitely more scary. And the second one. Falmer can be scary. In yes, Skyrim. I know. That's what I'm talking about. The descent is scary. Yeah. The yeah. second one, I would yeah. say, is a little bit goofier. And it's a, I feel it's a little bit too bright for it being a movie set in a cave. So that kind of took away from it sure. for, for me. Along with... Uh, yeah, the first one. The fact that they... I remember watching this with my parents a long time ago. Like, right after it came out on DVD or whatever. Yeah, The Descent to... Uh, or VHS, the probably. Descent to I, lost, I remember it being a pretty gory movie. The second one lost some points for me because it literally had a... Uh, a uh, poo pond... And a scene where one of the creatures shits into the poop on. And I'm just like, really? We needed to do this? This needed to be part yeah. of the movie. So that's where it took, realism took me out there too. Because I was like, even if she gets out of there, the infections that she has from the poop on, <clears throat> right. she's dead. She is dead. That's it. Right. Yeah, that's literally septic. Uh, and I also... Because I usually will go to IMDb and look up like the the trivia facts and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't stick with the original ending for all releases because the UK version has has the ending where it's revealed that she's hallucinating her escape. And then mm-hmm. the ink, the U.S. version uh, has it where she escapes, quote-unquote, and then uh, sees her, like a hallucination of her friend in the car next to her, and it cuts out. I, I, re- I remember seeing it for the first time, and it was, I think, the U.K. ending, mm-hmm. and it really put me off. Like, I remember being upset about the ending. Because I'm like, we just watched yeah, who, all of this horrible stuff. stuff happen to them. And for no reason. Like, that's just it. So when I watched it the second yeah. time, like, ten years later, and it was the U.S. ending, I was like, this feels a lot better for the slog that I just got through. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't True. think in horror you should be afraid to have no survivors or have there be little hope of there being survivors. I don't need a survivor, but the way that the original ending was, 
nobody was going to find out what happened to them either. So it was just, we just watched all this bad stuff happen for literally no reason. No, nothing. It's just, gotcha. just bad stuff. I well, don't mind like, like, uh, like I don't mind movies like horror movies where like somebody does make it out alive, but it's at the cost of like everybody else, like uh, the greater whole. Like, for example, the ruins with like that carnivorous parasitic plant that like mm-hmm. roots itself into people's bodies yeah. and then consumes them, and then you find out, well, okay, yeah, the one lady manages to get out and makes it alive, whatever, but she's carrying that plant that's infesting her body, and then pretty much dooms the rest of the world. Yeah. So like, that's a good scary ending. Oh God, dooms, cool. gotcha. dooms the rest of the world. That just reminded me of the freaking. Uh, the ending of I think it's Truth or Dare, no, the movie from a couple of years ago, where like oh, everyone no. gets the weird like smiley poop face, uh, and then at the end of it they like post post it on the web so they technically infect like most of the world with it, I guess. Oh no! <laughs> oh boy. Okay. That's yeah. Weird. Um. So, uh, we we could probably talk about. There's so many horror, good horror movies. We could probably keep talking about that forever. I have two more I, that I have to get to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We can come to them after the books mm-hmm. because I am I the only one that has books outside I've of the Shining. I've got books. I got a few. Okay. Okay. But we can go back. Like I was saying, like I have more movies I can talk about mm-hmm. too, and I'm not even a horror fan, so. Um, so let's move on to the books and we'll come back to movies if you know and write out the rest of the time with movies but for the books I'm going to say all three of mine in a row because they're all part of the same series um, and this is what I was talking about earlier where I had to reframe my thinking because I don't do horror like I, I've seen a lot of horror movies because they're popular and I like monsters and that kind of stuff but my reading hasn't really delved into horror my my reading has always centered around fantasy and fiction and that kind of stuff. So my favorite author has this... Uh, uh, one of my favorite authors, uh, Ari Salvatore. He's mostly known for the infamous Dritz series that is Dungeons and & Dragons and about a dark elf and his journey through life. Uh, there's like 42 books in the series now, um, and I am caught up on 41 of them. But this is about uh, Catterly Bonaduce, who is a side character in, like, three of the books of the Dritz series. Like, he's just, like, a side character who is a cleric. And it's called the Cleric Quintet. And I told you guys I've been reading this. But there are three books in this that I would consider, given the circumstances, I would consider them possibly horror books. Because of the circumstances in which he finds himself and has to get out of and dealing with them like there's no other way to describe as 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 a horrific situation that he's mm-hmm. going through so premise of catterly is that he is a priest a goodly priest of denier which is a god of knowledge music and writing uh and he is uh and i'll just start books one three and five are what i consider the horror entries and then two and four are sort of can not they're not unimportant but they're they're not as scary mm-hmm. scary situations like book two is a war 
um, between elves and orcs and goblins in a forest. But it's, you know, there's not as much horror aspect to it other than just outright fantasy lore. And book four is more of their, like, continuation of book three and a sort of assault on the big bad guy mm. castle. Um, which, you know, fantasy stuff, castle, evil clerics, you know, that can be kind of horror. But really, the one, three, and five are what I would consider the horror ones. Uh, the first one called Canticle is there is this evil god called Talona. She is the goddess of poison and that kind of stuff. And she has designs of taking over this whole area of the world. And so there is this castle called Castle Trinity. And it is called Castle Trinity because well, Talona also has three spikes, trident, and symbolism for her. But it is a it is ruled by three three, co, you know, work groups working together, which are the warrior sect, the wizards, and the clerics. One of the clerics, uh, one of the wizards, actually has learned about this thing called the Chaos Curse, and it's this evil potion, essentially, and they want to use it to sort of like take over the the land, so. Um, Catterly is just like a low level, like altar boy doing chores at the Edificant Library, which is this church for the gods of uh, Denier and Ogma, who are brother gods in knowledge and music and that kind of stuff. And they they're a big thing in in the in the area. What makes this a horror is that the cleric Barjean manages to infiltrate the dungeons under the the old catacombs and crypts underneath uh underneath the edificant library that is this sort of like pseudo church and releases the chaos curse uh that was finally completed um and what the chaos curse does they put it in an ever smoking bottle and again this is D stuff so keep in mind this is high fantasy and whatnot mm-hmm. um this ever smoking bottle, when you breathe in the fumes, you take your inmost desires and you act on them as hard as you can. So people who their most thing that they want to do is eat, go on and eat themselves to death. They eat so far that they literally pop and die from eating. Ooh. Um, you have these priests, uh, there was a sect of priests of ill matter, which is another God. And this God's edict in, in the series is that pain is a finite thing in the universe. So as part of their worship, they like hurt themselves and cut themselves and that kind of thing, trying to absorb the finite amount of pain in the universe. So other people don't have to feel pain. Um, well, when you put this unabashed, like, it's like, you know, alcohol reduces your inhibitions, but this curse removes your inhibitions and then tells you to go at them a hundred miles per hour. So these, like, they're eviscerating themselves. They're like dying in pools of blood out in the middle of the thing. Like, like this curse just 
decimates some people. There is, uh, there's a priest of Hystra, which is a god of, like, love. And she just goes, like, on a spree of, like, seducing all these guys and, like, almost, like, exhausting herself to death and all this stuff. Like, it's just this crazy curse. And Catterly is an innocent, and he, he is sort of, like, tricked into opening the bottle and releasing mm-hmm. the curse. So they it's his he feels it's his duty to sort of stop it and like put the the bottle back on and he's a he's a like his personality he's very uh innocent like uh not just innocent but like he doesn't like violence he's very peaceful he doesn't like have to do those things so catterly when he he gets down there and he gets down and like the the evil cleric has raised all sorts of undead creatures like there's skeletons, there's zombies, and he's like terrified of these things. He doesn't fight. Like the clerics have to train with a weapon, and he talks about the fact that he found some weird halfling weapon, which is a yo-yo. They call it a spindle disc, but he made a yo-yo and considers it his weapon. So he's like tossing a yo-yo at the skeleton, and the skeleton's like funk, and then like nothing. And he's like, well that didn't that didn't work. So like. He's trying to figure out how to like handle like these undead creatures and stop this curse uh, to save everyone in the library. And it's all he's ever known because he was raised in the library. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it ends up being like, a, you know, like a, a quote unquote good ending. But he's he's scarred by the experience because he uh, he's also an inventor. And he had he, he recreated this hand crossbow from a from a. Uh, a tapestry that was on a wall and that was from ancient like dark elves had this hand crossbow and he had it recreated then he's got these darts that have oil impact so this dart when it collapses it makes an explosion he was like i only meant this to blow locks and stuff but he ends up killing bargeen with it on accident so he's horrified that he killed a person even though he's a bad guy so he's like he's like dealing with the trauma of that and there was a mummy in there and there's an imp with like a poisonous tail um so like it's this whole thing about like just like the horrors of that that this chaos curse unleashed on everyone and he was the only one that could stop it and he wasn't ready for that he's just a young like he's like at 20 like he's just a young guy um skip two bucks later he's now kind of forced into this situation where he's sort of struggling with his faith and 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 that kind of thing and the big bad guy which is uh uh abolister um is the wizard uh, the head of the wizard sect of castle trinity sends off these assassins to kill him now assassins yeah whatever fantasy stuff like uh, they're gonna kill him but the way this assassin kills people is horror like to me is horrifying because he has this magical mirror that appears on his chest and he has these like black and white gloves and he is this scrawny, like sickly weak being. He's like super, he's like a child could kill him. Hmm. Like nothing can like He is nowhere near physically imposing. So what he does is he, no one sees him as a threat. So he goes up to someone and this magical mirror appears and they look in the mirror and he switch bodies with you. Ooh. He then 
He then murders you as you are in his body, and he has a special healing ring that's tucked in his boot that will heal his broken, stupid little body. And he sort of takes over your body or takes over your friends' bodies and like watches you and kills everyone around you until he kills you. And they send this this night mask named Ghost after Catterley, the main character, and he's like sort of not only struggling with his faith, but these like these innocent people are getting killed because he's trying to like survive this a group of assassins. Of course, there's just regular just you know like bandit sort of people who were a part of the assassin group as well but just like the horror of this thing possessing you killing you there's a part where uh so in this part catterley is staying in an inn and he becomes friends with the inn son and ghost possesses the inn son beats him to death with a walking stick and shoves him in a corner between the bed and the wall and keeps him there and in that broken small body until he can till he needs him mm. again and the body's so weak it can't even move and, and the crazy thing is like when he does this to his original body because of that healing ring ring he could do anything to that body and it will still come back and so he's basically got you and there's nothing you could do about it. So it's sort of his story of how he defeats the night masks and moves on. So that to me, like if you think about it, like again, to me, I don't find that particularly horrifying, but like those situations are very scary in the right light of switching bodies, like all the horrifying things this assassin does to people just to kill someone. And then the last book, which I am currently rereading, I've read all four the past month. Um, the last book is just called the chaos curse and is the final one in the chapter. Um, I, you know, I've skipped a lot of important people, and important parts, but all the way back in the first book and through several of the books, there's a side character called Rufo who used to be sort of Catterley's friend slash rival, but ends up sort of getting left behind by Catterley's growing fame for all the things he's doing. Um, and Rufo is kind of not only jealous, but also, making the wrong decisions going down the wrong path so he finds himself at the end of the book four book three exiled and permanently scarred because they put like an exiling mark on his forehead and if he ever covers it up he'll die or whatnot and he's just not having a good time uh also catterley his wife to be danica is like rufo's love of his life even though rufo's never done anything about it too so there's all sorts of romantic rivalry stuff going on with him too so he ends up eventually excommunicated from the church because of his actions in the third book caused the death of a headmaster of the of the order and it's sort of like the final straw his last screw up like you're done you're excommunicated by so he stumbles uh, uh, there's a he stumbles back to the um library because another side character the imp i think i mentioned him in the first chaos curse this imp is sort of the one who came up with the curse and has been sort of leading the castle trinity to this desire of taking over the the place the imp is the one that had the formula and so the imp is like we need to get that bottle back they sewed it away in the catacombs we need to get it back so he convinces rufo who now has nothing to live for 
to go back to get the bottle. He's like, yes, we will take over. And Rufo, in a brilliant moment of brilliance, gets the Chaos Curse and drinks it. And Druzel, the imp, is like, what are you doing? You're stupid. Nelly's like, no, why did you do that? You wasted it. You could have ruled the world. And then Rufo proceeds to vomit blood for like two days. Uh, he goes to the library to sort of get healed and whatnot. And even though he's excommunicated and not allowed in, they let him in anyways, because he's violently dying, screaming, vomiting blood, like horrifying experience, right? He dies. He dies uh, uh, in the headmaster's arms uh, who, who invited him into the church. And he, his last words to the, to the head, to the, you know, the big kahuna of the whole church is you invited me in. And he's like, of course I did. You know, you're dying. We need to help you. And then he's like, you invited me in. And then he just screams and dies. And they're like, people are just like freaked out by it. And he's like, what is going on? Then that, that night in his chamber or, or like his death chamber and his death cloak or whatever, Rufo wakes up. Rufo is an original vampire. The Chaos Curse turned him into a, like, original, original vampire. Like a full-powered everything. And then this book is about his taking over and defilement and destruction of the church and everything that that most of the characters stood for. Because most of the characters lived to this church. He murders so many people. Like... And this is just like a classic vampire tale with like him bringing up all these other vampires, creating a whole coven, and then Catterley's fight against this vampire to sort of retake the library um, and the church. And and ultimately, the, the library is um, desecrated and has to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but there there is a there is a good ending to it, per se. And then. That catches you up to where in the Dritz series where they first meet Catterley. Like after that, that's where they get they meet. It's like a whole five book quintology to talk about this whole character's life up until they meet the main character of the main series. And I I love the book series. They're my favorites. Uh this whole quintology. But like this like the things like things I'm talking about, like the the vampire stuff the night masks like the chaos curse itself i feel those are very hard i will be back like very mm-hmm. sure i don't know if you guys are going to read them cuz you know it's five books that to describe a side character in a 42 book series that's keep that's still going but there you go that is that is my horror book recommendation <laughs> hmm well, there is one series that I have read um, for a long while, but I mean, like, it, this was when I was much younger, so, like, the age uh, recommendation for the books, I think, is, like, 12 years old. But, I mean, like, The Last Apprentice, I would say, is probably one of one of my favorite series. Um, it's written by uh, Joseph Delaney. I don't know how far into the series he is now, but I think I have, like, about 13 of his books. And... Okay. I think you might like them just for the sake of um, 
it's not just like just horror horror or whatever but um it follows the idea of um like the seventh son of a seventh son and having to learn about like uh elton like uh elements and forces of darkness and how to be able to deal with them and stuff like that so there's lore behind all of like these weird supernatural creatures that he has to deal with wasn't there like a movie not too long ago called the seventh son we don't talk about that it never happened it's like dragon ball gt it never happened Nope. Mm-mm. But was it about this series? Was it based on this series? I will confirm nothing. So, <laughs> so yes. It never so, happened in my mind. So, so yes, it was, it. but it was terrible. Okay. We don't talk about the film. I was excited for that movie when they put a trailer for it. Oh, if you've read the books. I was books. thinking about this, like... If you've read the books, the, you'd appreciate books? you'd be able to appreciate them better than the movie. Is this, uh, uh, yeah, it's it was like the, it yeah, was so like the first was Aragon this? movie for Aragon fans who have read Aragon, or like yes, yeah, I, I or like I never uh, read Aragon. I saw the movie, didn't like the movie. And I was like, boy, I bet some people are mad. Um, and yeah, they are. Oh, uh, what was oh, what was that other um, uh, movie that the Owls of Gahul? Uh, not that one. Um, it was written by the same guy who uh, wrote, I believe it was the bucket. Li- no, no, it wasn't the bucket list. It was the wish list. What was their name? Um, oh dearie me! It was like the Owls of Gahul was another failed movie on a, I suppose, a really good book series. Uh, I'm Hold going up. to. I liked that movie. Quickly. Let me see the wish list. Uh, oh, yeah. The Artemis Fowl. Oh, my God. Yes. The Artemis Fowl series. The books, infinitely better than the movie. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. Gotcha. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I for one, there have been talks about taking um, the Dritz series onto the movie screen. I've been really excited about that. I really want to see it. I hope they do a better job than some of these other movies. Yeah, that's always (laughs) that's always the risk, right? Just like completely botching it. But am am I off base of of what I described for those being horror books? They're not really told in a horror way. I think it. I think it's horror, especially with the the OG vampire story. I do like yeah Mm -hmm. different vampire stories. So my book, one of my book recommendations is a creature horror, kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is by Myra Grant, and there's two books so far in the series. The first one's kind of a prequel, and it's only available, like, through Kindle. Um, And then the other one is a full book, and it was pretty long. Um, So the prequel is called Rolling in the Deep book is called into the drowning deep and it's about killer mermaids in the bottom of the mariana trench so okay um the first one the first one i read was the prequel and it did come out first and it was it's a novella so it's pretty short and it is found footage horror and the premise found footage mermaid yes okay the premise is there's like a discovery channel tv show that they're gonna send a team of researchers out to check out the mariana trench and they don't mean to find mermaids there they just do and the mermaids kill everybody on the ship 
And so the story is told from the perspective of different like camcorders, um, researcher diaries, video diaries, things like that. Um, Because somebody finds the ship like abandoned. So then the next book is like a year or two years later. And a company decides that they're going to fully fund a research team to send them out back out to the Mariana Trench. And like this company bought all of the like footage paid off discovery, like the discovery channels team to shut all this down and it never gets out. So nobody knows what happened to the missing researchers and all of that. So they're going to send them out again, but this time they have like, um, like trained hunter, big game hunters on the ship. They've got like, different types of zoologists, um, aquatic specialists, people who study like sounds in the ocean, algae, like everything. And they're going to try to basically recreate the discovery series, but we know there's mermaids. Mermaids are real, Um, Hmm. but mitigate the damage. And obviously it's not going to go well for them either. And the second book feels very much like if you have read or listened to the original Jaws novel, the second book Mm -hmm. feels a lot like that with like your main, your main story is still about the killer stuff in the water, but then you've got like social drama peppered in there. Sure. Another Mm -hmm. unique thing about the book is one of the main characters is a, um, her job is to study the different sounds in the ocean at different levels, and it helps to, like determine what animals live in different different parts of the ocean. So, right, yeah. but but she is autistic and queer, which is a big change in a main character, I will say. And sure. I thought it was a a refreshing change. I think. From what I'm am used to with reading sure. uh, sci-fi and horror, it's usually cis male. So, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I will say that the Claire Quintet is very much like cis male, like which is hu- fine, human, you know. Yeah, whereas conversely, the main series is he's male, he's not queer, but he is a dark elf, and they do a lot with like racism because yeah. he's an evil elf. So there is that aspect to the main series, but like, yeah, the Claire Quintet, he's just a normal guy. But I think you would enjoy kind of the way that they, they go really in depth with trying to be very scientific with like the research. The yeah. The mermaids yeah. and like the science that's going into studying the mermaids and the area that they are. And it's very, very cool. Um, and there's some very tense scenes uh, with it turns into a bit of a bloodbath for a while on the ship. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of uh, Cabin in the Woods where the guy wants to see the mermaids. Uh, he's been rooting for the mermaids the whole time. Yep. He's like, not the mermaid. Are you kidding? Really? Like, the, like that, that part. Mm-hmm. I was just. That, that was a good one. Um, I was going to say, there's a real-life story that I know of or have heard. You talked about like the ship just sort of being abandoned. Yep. 
Um, so I have a friend that I used to work with back uh, when I worked at Dayton Lamina slash Dayton Progress was their name. Um, he was like my IT manager, Paul. His brother-in-law or his brother, what someone related to him down in Florida, they own a business of catching tropical fish and rare fish for aquariums, zoos, personal collections, and that kind of thing. So they have a diving team, a little boat, and they build their own aquariums and stuff too. Apparently it's a very lucrative business. It has a lot of money. But um, this guy had a best friend that worked with him on the job. And so what they would do is they'd have two divers go down, catch fish, uh, you know, with whatever they had and explore underwater, scuba dive, or what they needed to do. And one guy up on the boat. Well, they heard on the radio him saying like, Hey, um, there's another boat coming towards us. Let me check this out. And then they heard a scream on the radio and they can't go up right away because Ben's, you know, like yep. that kind yep. of stuff. So, but they do start heading up and they have to wait and they go up. There's blood all over the ship. He's gone. There's no body. They never found anything. And the guy's just dead. And no one knows what happened to him. No one knew what happened to the other ship. He's just gone and dead. And, like, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what? Like, that is crazy. That is and real yeah, life horror. That is apparently what happened to this guy. And no one knows what happened to him or has seen him since. Like what's even the point of that like if there's they probably had so much expensive equipment on that ship and none of it was I don't taken. Know. like uh, i don't know he didn't say if anything was taken or not but the the focus of the story was the guy being murdered well essentially, yeah but taken. like to me what i'm thinking is like why what why it's so yeah i don't random I don't know. Evil needs no reason, baby. That's how it goes. And yeah, it was when he told me about it, I was like, holy cow, are you serious? Like uh, and the guy had like a family and everything too, and they had uh, to tell the wife what was going on and like they had Coast Guard and stuff out there to try to figure out what happened and just nothing came of it. And the, I think they did lo- thinking about it, I think they did take some things but like there wasn't like most of their equipment were with them down there trying to get the stuff so I don't know like it, it was yeah that re- the, the empty ship reminded me of that story and I was like yeah it's, it's a fitting Halloween story unfortunately it's real <laughs> um so, so Morg, did you have another book to recommend or? Well, I, I mean, mean I, I don't one. really know if this counts as a book, but uh, there's any number of um, uh, entries um, written by uh, Ian Livingstone, who, if you. Is the um you, the writer for Warlock stories? of Firetop Mountain, who writes a whole bunch of action adventure novels, games in book format, 
like like what I've mentioned before. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was the adventure. yeah. And yeah. as it turns out, he's got hundreds of these books. Hmm. I had no idea. Like there's there's a book that he's written. It's called Death Trap Dungeon. And now I want to I want to actually read slash play that book. And then there's one. Um, what is it? I think it's the Lich's Crypt or something like that. Uh, yeah. City of Thieves. Uh, Caverns of the Snow Witch. Island of the Fan- Lizard King. Forest stuff. of Doom. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Fantasy stuff can can easily delve into horror when you start talking about stuff Crypt like of the witches and zombies and. You know, really? Oh my God! Oh well, there you go. Okay, yeah. Well, he's written one. It's it, it was written in 2012. It's called Blood of the Zombies. Ooh, that actually that would be a great themed book, especially considering it's a it's an adventure story where you have to pick all the right decisions or you die. That's that's hmm. gonna be. I, I I might actually pick up a copy of that book. I there's a choose your own adventure sort of like text game that I played on my phone a couple years back. Um, I don't remember it, but I remember I would like I you got to choose your class and I was a ranger and I was like going through the woods and um, it was actually very interesting. Like you had to solve some mysteries and do some things and yeah. Mm hmm. It was just like a choose your own adventure on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like it was pretty cool. I remember Goosebumps had a couple of those books too, but I don't think they that had they're... a ton of them, and I read all of them. <laughs> oh wow, you're cultured, <laughs> Pasha. So I I don't know if uh, Ace is still gone. He might be taking care of mm-hmm. family stuff. So it's that three hour uh, mark what... rolls around really fast. Yes, it yes. does. Uh, so, uh, is there any other movies that you guys really want to talk about? Because I, I have a couple I could mention. Aliens? I mean, I, no, Alien. Alien is good, but I like Aliens because it's got the queen. Aliens is not horror, though. I mean, it's like horror adjacent, but it's... Well, it's horror adjacent with like a slap of comedy in there because, you know, you're game over, Game over, man. man. Yeah. Why would you put her yeah. in charge? Yeah. No, <laughs> the girl I, I mean, survives I, out of everybody. I like aliens. I do. But Alien is a true horror movie. And Alien, yeah. Especially when I the think, robot is freaking out so and then, like, attacks it everybody. Holds I'm up. Like, it still yeah. holds up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It does. It's spooky. Yeah. And I mean, my child is named Ripley. I, how can I not mention yeah. Alien? It sure. has to be done. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. So, what do you guys? I I, I don't really like the Predator series that much, but I like <sighs> Prey. Like I love Prey. The original Prey Predator great, is pretty fun. Predator is amazing. I I love Predator. I I've never seen um I've never seen Pre- Predator all the way through. What? Honestly. What? Yeah. It is what yeah. you're looking for, Dylan. I have seen Alien versus Predator all the way through. Uh, it's hard not and I've to. I've seen Alien versus Predator three all the way through. Is that the one where they're in the Aztec temple? I don't yes, know because I've only it, seen it, the first Alien. Yeah. It's the one when they're in Antarctica. I remember the first one being that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's like there's one where they're in this crazy Aztec temple, and it's just like holy cow. That one. I know uh, it didn't get reviewed well, but I 
I liked that one. But it's not really... It's kind of horror. There's a lot of, like, horror-adjacent, like, sort of thriller movies that are monster movies like that. Like, okay, Starship Troopers, not a horror movie. No. Not at no, all. No. I wouldn't sci-fi. put it that. Sci-fi. However, Starship Troopers 2, horror movie. Not good. Not good. But a horror movie. Because uh, it's all about the brain bug, and they're trying to figure out... It's like it. They're trying to figure out who is infected with the brain bug and, like, try to survive. Okay, but then if we're going to talk about, like, a good horror movie with that theme, it's John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, not yet. I meant The Thing, yeah. Yeah. I like the, the Pingu version of it. Because of their... Anybody ever seen the Pingu version of The Thing? Pingu? Yes. No. There Pingu? is literally it's on YouTube. Doot doot. Yeah. Not not. Oh, yeah, man. it is. It is 100% doot, Pingu's doot. the thing where all the penguins get infested by the thing or whatever. It is so good. Here wait, let me see if I can find it. That sounds terrible. It is amazing. Oh my god. Even the guy who like created <laughs> uh the thing watched it and he was like this is beautiful. It's actually probably better than my movie. I I am so so okay. I didn't know that Pingu was like a meme for people to have like jokes about because my girls legit watched Pingu for a while when they were younger. Like that was a thing that we watched, and like so I knew about Pingu pretty well. And then I started seeing like memes of Pingu going like Newt Newt motherfucker and stuff like that. Like I was just like oh. Okay. I'm putting the link in. People like Pingu. I'm going to put the the link in general just to show everybody because, oh my god, it is amazing. You have to see it. So Pingu is like a kid's cartoon where there's this claymation penguin. Okay, I feel like I've definitely seen memes of Pingu. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah, this Uh, video. It says Newt Newt a lot and his, his beak becomes a trumpet. It's like, amazing. Oh, what a classic show. I love this. It was so a great Pingu kids cartoon. The, thing. the fact that somebody went out of their way to turn like Pingu impression. into like a like the thing but reimagined with Pingu stuff. It's oh man, it's just mwah, beautiful stuff. Yeah, cuz there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff about Pingu. I just it's just a weird kids cartoon. Like I'm not even sure if it's old or new. It's very old. Anything. Like it's very old. It's been around okay. since before I, I was born. So okay, because they're on Netflix at one point. I don't know if they still are, but like the girls loved it. This is back when I hadn't left Dayton yet that we watched this. 1986. So, that's when. That's pre me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's been around for a good while. Yeah, Actually, I mean, I was born '88, so the funny thing about me. is about uh, Pingu's the thing. Pingu's the thing was apparently so horrific that it actually got uh, struck down and removed from YouTube because the people who originally created Pingu didn't like seeing their characters in that light, <laughs> and so yeah, they did everything they could to try and remove this. And then the the people who created Pingu's the thing were like, "No, we want this up," you know, like this is this is technically a parody, you know, like this is fair use or whatever. And so people have been battling yeah. to try and keep it on or whatever, and now it's finally come back because the guy who created the thing 
actually went out of his way to say, yeah, this is good. I like it. Probably better than my movie. Combi- and so Com- all of a sudden combine- they're like, yeah, YouTube was like, eh, okay, fine. Well, we can't really argue with this. I mean, like, it is fair use. We'll put it back on. Yeah, but YouTube and fair use is is is, is a whole drama that we can't get into. No, it isn't. And that's why I refuse to be a YouTuber now. It's never going to happen. Sorry. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not putting my stuff you on YouTube. You had good content. You had good content. It was. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed your stuff. It was fun stuff. That's why... That's why that's why we 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 connected more because mm-hmm. I saw your stuff. I was like, "Come on, my podcast!" And then you were on like six or seven times, and I was like, "Come on, permanently." <laughs> <laughs> your soul is mine. <laughs> so okay. Um, again, I'm, I'm not super into horror, so I don't seek this stuff out. But you just. Like especially in the '90s, you get to see some stuff just because. Well, my my parents like to watch movies, a lot of movies. So I like I've I've heard Jurassic Park class classified as horror. Technically, um, yes. I mean, yeah, I guess, but they're I feel they're more disaster movies. Well, I mean, uh, the Raptors are kind of like you know like slasher characters. I mean, like they're sort of super serial killer, you know hunter versus well, hunted kind of thing to me it's like it's like uh it, I, they can Park open one, the yes. doors <gasps> Jurassic Park one certainly i could feel would would bleed into horror jurassic world that's just natural disaster movie to me that's just like, dumb shit especially it's never gonna hold up to the original jurassic park I actually really liked World. I actually liked Dominion, the the newest one. I saw it in theaters with my friend. The one with Giganotosaurus. I liked it. The big boy. Yeah. Well, the the big one that they they had in this in in uh, Dominion was the uh, Theranosaurus. They had a Theranosaurus face off against a T Rex and a Giganotosaurus. Oh yeah, the one with the crazy manicure. Yeah, the crazy, super long claws. And like, super oh, bird no. with the, the super thing. nails. But it, yeah. Um, so there's that. Like I, um, I've watched, I've watched The Quiet Place one. I haven't watched number two yet. I fell asleep in the second one. Wow. Not that good. What a glowing review. <laughs> I have real big problems with The Quiet Place in general, which is this man can't keep his hands off his wife. Like, are you serious? You're going to bring a baby into this world? This quiet this quiet world where babies are notoriously never quiet? Nope. I can't. I can't suspend Fair. my disbelief with this one. They would be massacred immediately. Like I just, I can't. That's that's fair. There is no way she fair. gave birth silently. There just isn't. As a person who has given birth on drugs, <laughs> I did not do that silently. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now with no drugs, you're telling me she just was like. Like the no, yeah, no, 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 she didn't. 
Okay. Yeah, that, All right. that's, that, that's not going to cut it. I've heard nothing but good things until Sasha right there. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. And what was it? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think the one that really just, you know, did not sell for me. I think it was the Unborn, the one with, like, the demon baby or whatever it was. I don't know. Some of A lot of the, the like, demonic horror kind of just blends together to me. Yeah, it was really, really yeah. stupid. So the entire premise is that uh, this uh, this woman is pregnant with a um, with a kid or whatever, and then like her um, her twin brother that um, she cannibalized in the womb of her mom. Like you know, like it, it was really weird. Like it it makes it makes very little sense why why her twin brother. Um, you know, wants to haunt her or whatever, but apparently no, it's like malignant. a No, that's malignant, isn't that? That's malignant. It's a teratoma. I can't remember. <laughs> but anyways, it, 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 fuck the story. Anyways, yeah, the one part that really, like, just set me off the most was, like, the part where she's, like, in the bathroom, and you know, like, how there's, like, the the mirrors with, like, the medicine cabinet behind the mirrors or whatever, and she's like, <gasps> and then she reaches, and then she opens up the um, the medicine cabinet, and then there's the baby going, Aah! and then she's like, Aah! and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, terrified. I'm lie. That was I, absolutely I fucking terrifying. Like... That child had access to all that medication. What an irresponsible young lady, and whatever. And everybody's like, oh fuck off, Morgan. It's not that scary. You know, not what gonna, is wrong with you? And I'm, I'm like, not gonna lie. This movie's terrible, guys. It's shit. Why are we even watching this? That's I, the, that's the horrifying thing about it is that we're going to be sitting here for an hour and a half watching garbage. Ah. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie, I don't think that people can make a baby scary to me. Like I don't think that that can be scary. Now, first I time will parenting say, is got, scary. I've, I've got a recommendation. Not it is horror, but I don't think it's scary. It's called, sure. I think it's called The Baby. Hang on. Let's see. <laughs> um, oh no. Is it a demon possessed baby? It better not be. Worse, 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 worse. Okay. It's, yes, it's called The Baby. It's comedy horror on <laughs> HBO Max. Oh no. It's a TV show. And it's about no. this woman who she's going through some stuff in her personal life and she's a bit of a mess. And her whole family and her friends, like, think she's a mess. Um, and mm-hmm. so she decides that she's going to, like, Uber out to, like, an Airbnb out in the middle of nowhere to, like, decompress, get her head straight, and then restart. But when she goes out there, she stumbles across. She's, like, at, on the beach, and there's this big cliff behind her, and, like, a baby falls in her hands. And then right after that, a person commits suicide throws himself off the cliff so this baby is like so, the harbinger so, of death on. and every every oh, time no. she tries to take the baby to like drop them off at like a hospital or a police station like everybody dies there in horrible accidents like final destination style and so she can't get rid of this baby that's very okay. bizarre that's this that's sounds kind of, great okay. i i <laughs> <laughs> I, so I was thinking if there was ever a horror movie where there's like a demon possessed baby that attacks you, like oh like Rosemary's I, I baby. Never, 
I would never find that scary because uh, so there's a joke between me and the girls because the girls, you know, they're like, oh, babies are so cute. And I'm like, babies are terrible and ugly. Don't don't <laughs> like I I don't say this to the girls, but I'm kind of like just like the, the attitude of don't at me. I don't care. You know, like like babies are just terrible and ugly. And I I don't actually think this. Like this is just it's something okay. That's a joke you can be honest with us. <laughs> now, I actually I don't have any problems with babies, but um, if there was something like a demonic baby, because they are just so like my reaction to a lot of horror things are just like just kill it, just do whatever. No, you. If can't. there's a demon possessed baby, I'm punting it. So somebody I'm tries just this it too. Like a football. So, so, somebody tries this yeah. too. You have got to watch this show. So it is, you're the you're the Mikey good. of this group. Yep, he's the Mikey. Maybe with babies though, not kids. It's a trick. Get an kids axe. Fine. I think oh, the baby funny. from the baby would be your match then, because you would not be able to punt that baby. It would sense your intention, and something Final Destination style would happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> I still have HBO Max, so I might check that the one. The Omen out. is also pretty good for funny. Uh, spooky kids. There's one yeah, on just... Netflix that's a horror comedy as well called Little Evil, and it's got a. Mm-hmm. It's got Adam Scott in it, and he has mm-hmm. a stepson who is who is the son of the devil, and he is the Antichrist. And so, like, bad stuff just keeps happening to him. So it's like the omen through a comedy lens. It's very good. Mm. Okay. I, I think I had that on my queue once, and I might have just never It's really to. good. I... I I've actually watched that one more than once, and I don't like to rewatch movies. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just something super small doesn't doesn't scare me a lot of the time. Like I just, I don't know. Maybe not, except for bugs. Like I'm not of normally afraid of bugs, but if there's a like a praying man, I love praying mantis. By the way, you have one fly on you. I get unnerved. Like, I, whatever it is. I've had a couple fly onto me, and I'm just like, <laughs> get off. When I was uh, working at Target Tech, uh, my district manager was visiting, and as we were having mm-hmm. a conversation, there was a fly that literally, like, directly up into my nose. Oh. And we were oh. both like, what oh. in the hell? <laughs> i've told told you guys about the rat right like i'm not afraid of mice or rats or anything but i told you about the the rat that ran up my pant leg right no i so maybe so back in college uh we were actually here because i still i lived here during college we had a bunch of people over every friday night we did D D still and we had a bunch of people over and we were done with D D, so we're in the living room playing smash brothers and um, this is when Chauncey's cat Tigger was still around. And Tigger couldn't meow. He was one of those, what are they called? Uh, there's a special name for him, but they have they have a mitten. They have like an extra paw on their side. Uh... Hi- there's a name for him, but the double paw cats. Um, 
Double Paw Cats. I don't. There's an. I starts with an H. I don't remember what they're called, but handsome boys. If they're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if if they are male for some reason, if they have two paws, like the mutation of two paws, they cannot meow. For some reason, like if it's a male, they can't meow, and Tigger couldn't meow. So what he did, he did this weird like panting noise when he was trying to meow. He'd he'd go like. So he was chasing a, a mouse or a rat or whatever, and he was chasing around the house, and he runs up to me, like straight to me, and he's just going, eh, eh, and I'm like, what, what cat? And then I feel it up past my knee. I feel something running up my leg, uh, and I was wearing jeans, oh. and I was like, oh, and I just start slapping my leg and like like pushing it down, and I was, sure enough rat mouse whatever comes running out of my pant leg and goes into the kitchen i was just like i am not afraid of those things but i'm afraid of those things that they're running up my pant leg that's for sure holy cow i had to take a break i was like you guys keep playing i'm just gonna go settle down say, <laughs> yeah the last <laughs> last thing you need is a rat yeah the last thing you need is a rat nibbling yeah. your junk that's horrifying. It didn't go that, <laughs> that far, but man, I was super freaked out. Like I, again, again, like looking at that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. The moment something lands on me that I don't expect or runs up my leg or whatever, I freak out. Like I, cause I don't know what it is and yada, yada. So those are the small things that scare me when they unexpectedly land on me. But I, Honestly, do love praying mantis. They're amazing. We need more. That was actually my favorite uh, Anabot. What, what, what was it? Beast War. Whatever they were called. Animorphs. Oh! They had a... No. It was Transformers that were animals. They were called Beast War. Oh! The Maximals and the Predacons. Yeah. Predacon. There you go. Mm-hmm. My favorite Predacon was the praying mantis. Mm-hmm. So, uh, any other horror movies to talk about? Like I said, we were. I'm, I'm kind of glad that Morgan and I got to do the Tucker and Dale thing. I got a lot of compliments today. Uh, uh, even from uh, my. So I went to was a girl's birthday party, and uh, Keith, uh, which is my ex-wife's current husband, uh, was there, and he was like, uh, he was like. Hey, that's a nice overalls. He's literally wearing the same overalls, like unironically. Oh my god! And and I was like, yeah, I'm dressed up as Dale from Tucker and Dale. And he's like, I love that movie. Oh yeah. He's like, yeah, you don't normally wear this stuff. That's that's great. And so, yeah, I I, I had a jacket on, but I took off the jacket so you can see I cut off the sleeves and everything. And he's like, that's hilarious. So like, that got us a conversation. I'm gonna let them have one of my copies because I have two D, two Blu-ray copies. So, so I've got and, two uh, movies. Yeah. Before you had got interrupted. So yeah. these are the two very well-known Ari Aster movies. Hereditary and Midsummer. Mm-hmm. I love Midsummer. Midsummer, I love so much. I went to the A24 shop and got the collector's edition that they had. 
So mm. this is the director's cut, which features some uh, deleted scenes and stuff like that. Ooh, lovely. Uh, okay. I did like, um, there was a movie that you guys suggested to me to watch, and I did like it, uh, The Ritual. Yes. That, mm. Yeah. That I watched very that. Good. Yep. Uh, and sort of fitting in, in somewhat with the theme of the movie, The Spine has like this print that just looks like little dicks. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Woo! Um, both these movies are very good. Um, Tony Collette and Florence Pugh by far deserved awards for their performances, but you know, it sucks that horror movies generally cannot win Oscars except for I think original screenplay for Get Out was one that won. Um, I think Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs won something. Silence yeah. of the Lambs. Way back in the yeah. day. Yeah. And there hasn't been much for horror movies since, which is bullshit. Because yeah, it was Anthony Hopkins who uh, got it, didn't he? I think Jodie so. Foster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, either one of them in that movie. Very good. Um Mm-hmm. Yeah, both these movies. That, yeah, that is one I have seen. Yeah. Both these movies have very, uh, in my opinion, visceral depictions of grief with what transpires in the movies. Uh, Midsummer, especially sure. with the first, with the opening scene. Uh, if if you have like aversions to suicide or that thing that kind of thing is easily triggering for you mm. be forewarned that there is a very uh very dark scene at the beginning of the movie that involves that and it's definitely one of the more uncomfortable moments i've been in a horror movie or been watching a horror movie right uh let me see yeah, I think like in Hereditary, this the non-horror scene that sticks with me the most is the dinner scene. Oh, absolutely. I mean, sure. just yeah. like the just like the pain and the struggle of like being a parent that she yeah depicts there, and like the whole struggle of like not wanting to hate your child, but like somewhat hating your child and not being able to properly like convey emotions and whatnot and talk about it comfortably right um i did see a horror romantic comedy the other day that i really liked called uh warm bodies oh yeah i remember that one that's a oh as a person who doesn't like zombie stuff i don't (laughs) normally i really don't because zombies are stupid they're like the dumbest monsters to ever be afraid of in my opinion yeah my roommate says Um, the same thing (laughs) like uh, so like so the girls are legitimately afraid of zombies and like whenever they'd be like you know daddy zombie can get you or whatever i was like just push it down it's just a rotting corpse or walk away you're faster if you walk like it's a corpse (laughs) <laughs> like it's not gonna go well yeah um, i mean 
I will say, uh, and, and I also normally don't like vampires. However, I do recommend the Blade Trilogy. Mm. Those are fun. Not really horror. Kind of, not really. They're more like action. Yeah. Um, I trying to find on my, my list. I don't know how to de- describe it. Beetlejuice? That's a good... Not That's really technically sort of horror. I mean, like Tim Burton's got you know a peculiar sense of macabre, um, especially like the scenes where like uh, where the couple are like trying to make themselves look scary. Like uh, the one girl flicks her eyes back into her skull, and then she like stretches her jaws open and makes it look like a crocodile's mouth, almost like. And then like her eyes are in like her throat, on dancing on top of her tongue. Like that's. That's kind of freaky, yep. and like when the guy, like when when the husband is like you know like dissecting like his his eyeballs and sticking eyeball pieces onto it, like his fingertips and stuff like that, and then he like does yep. yeah it's it's kind of fucked. You and have then, to admit it's pretty fucked, but it's good. Yeah, the sandworms, the sandworms are just like I always felt they were like dune worms. Like yeah, they're uh, like those are they're like mini dune worms. Um, another movie that, that I own now because I liked it so much that is horror is Underwater. Yeah. Like, I like that, that one. Uh, Excellent. I, no, no, we're not watching that. My Thalassophobia is going to kick in so hard. I do not want to watch a movie like that. Uh, uh, I don't yeah. know if you guys brought it up yeah. at all. Uh, I would also technically count the children's, children's show. Uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog as horror. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> oh my god, I remember seeing that on YTV. That dog. show is really, really Make scary. It's a bad. Nickelodeon series, isn't it? Cartoon, Cartoon Network. Network. Or is it Cartoon Network? Okay. Cartoon Network. I was thinking... Yep, because yeah. it came on after... Uh, for a while, it came on after Johnny Bravo. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Bravo, I love. Johnny Bravo was like a guilty pleasure, even as a kid. It was just hilarious mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> With half of the stuff that that poor purple dog has to deal with, I'm not surprised that he's he's a cowardly dog. Mm. There were some legit creepy characters in that yes. show too. I believe, like the cat. Yes. The cat is super creepy. The giant foot with like the five head and like the five faces and one on each toe. That one's weird. I don't. Remember I read that an one. article. Apparently, one wrong move and the fat lady gets it. Courage the cowardly dog back for one final season and it's going to end with courage's death oh you can't do that that. no wow i will not tolerate this this is not canon in my courage the cowardly dogs reality eustace eustace dies so many times in that series like (laughs) yeah there's at least three episodes I remember him just like he's done. He's yeah. dead, like he's just dead. And then next episode, there he is again. You're like, oh, okay, it's just a kid mm-hmm. show. Like nothing, nothing's gonna stick. So I okay. Return the slab, or suffer my curse. What's your <laughs> offer? Uh. Yeah, courage. I I almost I I put a lot of cartoon a lot of 
high value on Cartoon Network shows from back in those days. Just, you know, because I watched them mm-hmm. a lot. But also, one of those people have become one of my favorite directors ever, uh, Gendy Tartakovsky. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, in. No, he didn't do Courage. He did Samurai yep. Jack which and Dexter's Lab, uh, which became season five of Samurai Jack, which became Primal. Yeah, I mean, so Primal in and of- in and of its own right is definitely has horror elements. Oh yeah. I told you, were you here when I talked about, I've seen the end of season two. Uh, I don't think I was here, but I did not expect, expect it to end the way that it did. I didn't either. And I felt very uncomfortable and it felt very rapey to me. And I was like, I don't like this. I mean, <laughs> it's it's questionable. He has no choice. He cannot escape. I mean, yes, but he did. I'm I'm sure love her, and she wanted to. Yes. Carry on his legacy, and have a family for him. Right. It's but it's questionable, it but I just, think it. In I, I can I don't like positive. It. I, I once I. Once I once I realized what was happening, I was like, oh, uh, uh, oh, oh no, no, please no, don't do this, <laughs> don't make me watch this. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that's still scarred. I can't. Yeah, I'm getting. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it. Um, I mean, so yeah. Uh, if you want to be uncomfortable, you could watch. Uh... House of Dragons and make it to the season finale. <laughs> I don't want to be uncomfortable. It's just also I didn't like Game of Thrones. I didn't like Game of Thrones, so I don't think I'm gonna like House of Dragons. Oh man, every episode is a different kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, very much See, so. Par- partially is. <clears throat> so my brother got me into watching Game of Thrones, as in sort of like we're gonna watch this with my parents. And the amount of sex in that show is just uncomfortable to watch with your parents. Like, it's just not fun. Just not that I'm enjoying watching it in the first place. But on top of the fact that my brother and my parents are in the room, I'm just like, this is just I awkward. Mean, this is just... So far, I'd say they've replaced the gratuitous nudity and sex scenes for gr- gratuitous death around pregnancy. Yeah trauma around pregnancy and childbirth okay I can deal with violence maybe not that kind of violence (laughs) well that's I mean violence I would say definitely in one case because there's one where the baby just isn't coming out and rather than potentially uh have her life ended in the same way as a previous character. Uh, she fully has her dragon torture. Just straight up mm. Dracarises herself. And I was like, oh no. No, 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 wow. no. I've got to go back and rewatch the last episode because I heard that that stillborn had dragon scales but I didn't notice it 
So I got to go back and watch it. I may have to look into that too. Had dragon. So that means that there was an unnatural pairing between the Targaryens are a bloodline of incest and in Game of Thrones, you remember that Danny has a monster baby, and it's supposed to be because of Miri Mazdor doing the ma- magic on her, cursing her. But it also could just be the centuries of incest mm-hmm. that led to Daenerys in the uh... first place. And so Rhaenyra has a stillborn in the last episode, and allegedly it is dragon scaled. Hmm. Okay, that is gross and disturbing. Mm-hmm. Yes, horror. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then uh, yeah. I don't know if you've ever. Uh, do, how how much have you watched Family Guy? Yeah, me. Uh, I watched a lot of it in high school, but I stopped watching. It got way too political eventually, and I stopped watching it, but I've seen a couple episodes since. Okay. Well, there's a clip from one of the episodes where Peter, like, comes into the living room and sits down looking nervous, and Brian's like, everything okay, Peter? Oh, yeah, 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 everything's fine. Everything, everything's fine. Might be some problems later, but mm-hmm. we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And then a phone <laughs> call comes, and Lois answers, and she's like, Peter mm-hmm. did what? Well, better be getting to work. It's nighttime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. Time to hit that dusty trail. Very, yeah, I do remember that. Very apt moment for uh, the end of the finale. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, no, I do remember that bit um, in Family Guy. I, I, I was actually thinking about another bit from Family Guy where uh we talked about we were talking about courage dying uh-huh. kind of reminded me of that fake out death of brian in, that they had it was like big news in family guy well i mean where brian got hit by a car it was a real death but then because of the the outrage they time, time paradoxed it and brought him back yeah i was just like Man, that felt super cheap just to get just to get tears out of people because, like, ugh, gosh, yeah, like, eh. And I had already stopped watching by that point, but I I watched that episode specifically. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, really? They did that, really? So, oh well, I I don't know. I just. You guys know I don't like getting into politics, and then it got political, and I stopped watching because I was just like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see it. <laughs> Fair enough. Although I will say I do like the uh, recent clip, uh, basically making a uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds parody, where they go to like yep. Mm, yep. a town in the south, and they go to like a Waffle House or something. And then uh, they get dirty looks, so they're just like, all right, we'll take our stuff to go. And then they exit the door, and there's just people in Trump hats, like, all around them. And then they're like, Trump! Trump! 
jump, jump. <laughs> and they all just like start going one after another, like a chorus of crows cawing. <laughs> That's funny. I'm just like, that is a bit what it feels like at times. Yeah, I mean, you see that a lot where I'm at. Uh, I saw it a lot more heading to this birthday party today. Mm-hmm. There was like that this lake house resort where there's a bunch of people who have these things and they're all Trump 2022 signs like everywhere. Just... God, I just need it to be the midterm elections over with already. I'm tired of. I'm tired of all the political ads on YouTube and shit that just don't stop. Oh, we were we had a conversation about that here in Ohio because like one of the ad, one of the ads is against Tim Ryan, mm-hmm. and they just call him taxing Tim Ryan, and like Chance and I had a discussion about it because like this ad is so prevalent that oh the only candidate we know is Tim Ryan. Because they never attach the name of the opposing candidate to the commercial. So it was like, you have Tim Ryan's commercial, and then you have the the anti-Tim Ryan commercial. (laughs) But you never hear the other guy's name. So I'm just like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I just... I definitely have some... I'm getting... I get a lot of texts now from Ohio... Of like, hey, go, you know, who are you going to vote for? And it's like, paid by whatever foundation. And I'm yeah. like, why are you texting me? Please stop. Yeah, no, I've been getting <laughs> texts too. It's, it's frustrating. No. Morgan's like, I'm in Canada. Screw that crap. <laughs> yep, forget <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I have been spared. Of course, do you... We're all in similar states. We're very, you know, with uh, Sasha being the connecting state in Michigan <clears throat> and then Wisconsin yeah. further. So I, I doubt our political climates are really that different, honestly. Yeah. No, they tried to kill the governor here. I mean... That that was a little crazy. That was That was a lot further than... <laughs> than anything that happened here that's for sure but we did get the nat mask protesters and stuff too like yeah yeah i i've saw i've seen so many people that were like acquaintances in high school that were just like you can't take our freedom and stuff i'm just like oh come on you're not losing your freedom you're just helping other people not be susceptible to a disease and that could kill them you can forego yep. mowing your lawn and getting your hair cut for a couple weeks. It's okay. You won't die. I There's a guy I know who was legit going nuts because he couldn't go get his hair done. Like, that was his big thing. Is he needed to go to the barber. Like, okay. Just, dude, just chill out and experiment with different hairstyles. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, gonna be honest, my hair is in this. Uh, I literally get a haircut probably about every six months. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I mean, I let it grow out, and then I. Cut I mean, it. there was like a good period during COVID, the height of COVID, where I just didn't. Yeah. 
get my hair cut at all. And I just let it grow out. And I think it got to like between seven and nine inches to the point where I could put it in a little wispy knot up top. Ponytail. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay. You can cut it later. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, do we have any other horror recommendations tonight? I mean, mm, I think we're good. John Carpenter's The Thing, if that wasn't discussed. We did talk about that. I mean, okay. Yes, we actually, we did, we did talk about it. We also talked about John Carpenter's Newt Newt. Um, oh, I forgot to mention earlier when I brought up uh, The Shining and Dr. Sleep. Uh, Shelley Duvall is mm-hmm. apparently returning to acting and she is going to be starring in a horror movie. I saw that. So I am excited for that Hmm. because notoriously Stephen Kubrick kind of treated her like shit throughout the filming of The Shining. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's always been that discussion of like, uh, you know, sort of like asking the actor to act versus like tricking them into certain reactions Mm -hmm. because of what they did. Yeah, there's always... Uh, uh, chat is saying Werewolf by Night on the Disney Channel. I guess that might be a horror thing. Interesting. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't watch Disney. I'm only with the girls, so that's another thing. Um. But yeah, I think that that's it. Um, I had to stretch the rules for the books a little bit. I feel, but I really do suggest those books, and that is scary scenarios. You missed it all, Ace fine but to summarize the book stuff it's all from the same series mm-hmm. and it's r.a salvatore's the character claire content scary stuff in there i don't find it scary because it's fantasy but you know zombies skeletons vampires and assassins mm-hmm. so alrighty. well uh next week is quiz week um so do we want to have some uh, years announced, or do we want to skip that? I gotta know what Zelda years to look up. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That is actually a very good point. Let's let's have these years. Oh man! All right, let me get my document open. And, and I believe this will be episode two thirty nine that we're going to be working on. Episode what? Uh, is it two thirty nine that we're that we're going to be on uh, for next week? Oh yeah, I don't know until I stop and save. Ah, okay. Um, oh, that's funny. So the chat because I the the picture that we're showing for Jangers is on this screen that I have this, but they can't. They can only see the Jangers. They're going to just see me looking through the years. But yeah not seeing what i'm looking at it's interesting anyways all right so chat first year the answers record them and send them to us i (laughs) i am deciding these years as we are telling so i have not written the questions yet um so the first year that we're going to do is 1989 
1989, okay. Uh, and then we're going to do... Oops. Didn't want to delete that. 1996. Okay. Pretty sure that's a Zelda year. Yeah. They're pretty sure that's they're pretty much all Zelda years somehow, some way. By the power of the Triforce. I have uh, the courage, the wisdom, and the power. Uh, and then we're going to do 2001. A space option? Okay. Yeah. I hope so. 2009. And 2015. Did I hear that right? 2009? Yes. Yes. And then 2015. Okay. Right. And according to my notes here, where I now have these things, this will be the first time we've done 1989, and the second time for all the other four. So 96, 2001, 2009, and 2015. Okay. So only be the second time for those. So we shouldn't have too many retired games out of that list, those lists, but we'll see. Um, just as a reminder... 1985 being the earliest year we'll ever do. However, 1985, 86, and 87 are dead. We are not doing those years again. We have exhausted all of the interesting games in one episode <laughs> featuring those years. Excellent. Um, 88 is dying, as in there's three left. I think four left. And the next time we do it will be the last time. And 1992 is dying. We've done it twice, and there's not a lot left. So, fair enough. We should have some some good stuff. I have 2022 on the list, but I'm not going to do 2022 until we are in 2023. So, we will uh, keep that in mind, though. We've only done 2021 once as well. So, even last year, because like there's so many games that come out now. I don't know. I don't know if we can even hit all of them that are interesting let alone all of them that exist never so those are the years for uh the next week's quiz show i will be writing them this week and we'll we'll do that i'm pretty yeah definitely that's november what it's like november 5th or something something like that yeah something like that i believe so all right <clears throat> Anything else to say before we uh, before we head off? Okay. Brush your teeth, well, wash behind you your ears. You know, do your math, clean your room, don't lie. I'm gonna have to. I'm to have to move this puzzle. Um, dog keeps tearing it up. She's already broken apart one piece of the border. Uh, um, what other advice can I give? So, help your help your dad find his beer. That's a must. Oh, That's a must. Actually, do. there is something really. So, so about my dad. So we were before we go. We we were at a job site this week. Um, we were in a water plant in uh, Highland County, and uh, we're rewiring some boxes. And I am 
cutting some wires and shortening them and making the box look cleaner and whatnot. And I'm by myself like a few, like maybe 50 feet down and, and my brother and my dad are working on the next box and just sort of getting some information from it. And uh, I hear this terrifying scream from my dad. Like, just like, 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 yell. And I'm like, what the? Oh, and like, so I close the box. I, I have to, so I'm stuck behind these pipes. So I have to crawl over these giant water pipes and I like run up. And there's this drop-off that isn't labeled. There's a four-foot drop-off onto concrete that he just fell off of. And he is, like, screaming in pain. And I'm like, what is going on? So I run over there, and he's just laying on the ground down there. And Chauncey's just like, what the crap do I do? So he just fell down on the concrete, and uh, he hasn't been able to... He's fine-ish. Uh, he hasn't had to go to the doctor. He didn't break anything, but like, he's pretty bruised. Mm. He hasn't been able to walk around too, pretty well. It happened Thursday, I think. So Yeesh. the past couple days, he hasn't been walking around too much. So I was legit scared. Cause like that was, it was a terrible noise. Like yeah, I, I thought, I thought based didn't... on the work that you were describing, I thought it was going to be electrical shock. Yep. No, you'll hear you'll hear other noises if it's you'll hear like a pop noise, and then if that was the case, if it was large enough to to actually harm someone, you'd hear them get thrown back. Also, um, but they were just it wasn't electrical. They're actually the stuff that we're working in is only 120 volts, which they do label as as a danger, but it's not enough to kill you. It'll hurt. In fact, it won't even throw your arm back, but it'll hurt. It feels like... Yeah. It feels like you're purposely sticking a needle in your finger with that much voltage. Ow! So... Which I I think 110 is what a wall outlet is. So 120 isn't really that much more. Mm Mm-hmm. So, anyways, but yeah, I was... That reminded me of... That was super scary this week, but... He's doing okay, just not walking too yeah. well. So happy Halloween! Uh. Happy Halloween! Yeah. Um, and next week I'm going to be in normal clothes that have sleeves because I feel very awkward in a sleeveless <laughs> shirt. But I'm probably going to get used <laughs> to wearing this shirt because it actually makes me look bulky. It's like <sighs> I'm not going to lie. I have never worn suspenders since I was a kid. This was kind of comfortable. Like. Wasn't that bad? Uh-huh. The sleeveless part, I'm uh, not a fan of, but the suspenders, it's okay. Fair enough. So, uh, thanks thanks everyone for listening slash watching. Um, be sure to catch us on uh, Twitter, at HuntersHubPod. Um, do, you know, you'll see various Monster Hunter stuff and then stuff we're doing for the podcast. and um, Yeah, you'll see all the episode announcements and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and for Ace at Ace Badger Gaming, he's, he's still active on Twitter despite having uh, different family changes now in, involving more of his time. I did see you were tweeting some at yep. least. Here and there. 
And uh, be sure to join the Discord where we can find Morg and Sasha as well as the other uh, rest of us. And uh, yeah, we're, we're uh, trying to get some more lively discussion on the Discord, although we haven't weighed in on the Devil Joe tail incident. Boy. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, does yeah. Devil Joe eat its tail? So far, we have yeah. not find yeah. it and we'll, found we'll... any footage of it yet, as far as what other people have been telling me. Yeah. yeah. So, alrighty. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week with uh, our next quiz. I think it's quiz 13 or 12. So. Yep, we'll see. Later. Take care. See ya. Bye.